0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club.
1: Ask me, tuning in to hear these three, chatting about fantasy, novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean, are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's face she Shatter. It's Feast she
0: Shatter. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And it's time for another book talk. Yeah. And this time we're talking about Crown of Midnight, which is the second one in the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. in case you didn't know that. And this is our Rachel's only read up to Crown of Midnight
1: hour. Right. We're doing a beginner, so we're going to try and not spoil any of the larger universe stuff in this hour. So it will have spoilers for the book, but not... For the wider universe. The series Mm -hmm. or the wider universe. The mass first, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I will start by saying that Hannah and I got a lot of texts from Rachel (laughs) during this one. This was
2: painful. Um, Uh, It was painful for me. (laughs) Was it? Her texts were (laughs) painful to me because, you know, I love everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Hannah made a hand heart. And I wanted... I just, every time you said something that I feel like is going to be resolved in later books, I was just
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like, yeah, it's a slow burn. burn. I can't talk about it. But I wholeheartedly agree.
0: This book and the first book could have been combined, should Should have have been been combined. combined. If you overlapped these two books, we have a fast paced, compelling, interesting narrative that doesn't leave us thinking our main characters are morons. Agreed. But when you split them, I was so frustrated. So, and with I, Selena, <laughs> I
1: so Rachel, I read this book today. And um, with all of the things that you brought to light, I was reading it thinking about that and I have some counter arguments. Okay, okay good. Because I I think that I think when we get there, I think that there I think a lot of the things that really frustrated you are really intentional and a part of who she is. And I think that you just don't like that person in yeah, real life.
0: I just don't like Selena. I
1: don't think you would like her in real life. I don't think that you guys she would wouldn't be buddies. Get along. Um But I think that there are parts of her personality that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I know that person. I can relate to that. I recognize where that's coming from. You know, she does do things that are, there's a part in the book, and I think I wrote it down and I should pull it up, where Kale describes her as insane. And I I need to pull it up because it's like four adjectives. And I was like, oh, I need to remember this. I might have written it down. I didn't. So we'll talk about
2: that, and it, it, I think that's really great too. Um, if you don't like Selena now, I don't want to be here when you read <laughs> Assassin's Blade mm-hmm. because I feel like she's a total brat in that one.
1: Um, I, yeah, she's a lot younger. I mean, and, I mean, she's not a lot younger, but but that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So mm-hmm. why don't we? Before we dive in, I want to grab my phone, though, so I can bring light to those things I was thinking about. But,
0: can you um, just read my texts Yeah, All my yeah. passive-aggressive <laughs>
2: like, They weren't passive. Like, That's not passive-aggressive. I was like, don't text them again.
0: Don't. No, don't, it's not passive-aggressive. Again. I had to set myself a timer and be like, you have to sit down well, and read this book for half an hour, and then you can get up. So why don't wow. you share how this experience was a little bit different than it normally is? Well normally I can just finish a book.
1: And you started off on Audible. I
0: did start off on Audible and the reader is very good. Mm-hmm. I she is very good. She, but, yeah. But this book is so slow to begin with and then the reader is slow, reading is slow and even at a, like two times it was too fa- it was too much for me. I couldn't, right. I had to drop the Audible and read it. Right? So I could just finish it. Yeah. And once I did that, I enjoyed the ending of the book. Far more probably because we were actually doing things at mm-hmm. the end of it instead of just moping around and blaming each other for things that are somebody else's fault. Um, it was just a lot for me because I, I guess I don't handle young characters well. This is, well, if this and, experience overly, has taught me anything or well, overly at all,
1: emotional. Yeah. So Selena is coming. She is hot headed. She's traumed. She's incredible trauma. So I know one part that you mentioned in particular is when she gets really mad at K.L. and beats him up. Um, she's not beating up K.L. because Nehemia died. She's beating up K.L. because she woke up in a puddle of blood when she was eight year old. eight years old and, and her parents were dead. And, and she was that. beating him up because Sam died. And she was beating him up because he had the opportunity... They had a trust and he had the opportunity to prevent her murder and he didn't. And so
0: it's just like the reason why your mom yells at you more than most people. But she's blaming him for the exact same thing that she just previously praised him for because she told him he's the most loyal person she's ever met. So he's given up his entire life to serve this king. Right. And, and- she's asking him to face the fact that he's a bad guy. But she doesn't give him time to do it. She just blames him for everything. He didn't think the king was intending to harm Nehemia. He saw this as they were trying to figure out how to protect her,
1: right. But you're talking about this happens ten seconds after she yeah. found her friend murdered. Yeah, that's and what bloody I, I and think, all over the room. I think
2: my text back to that was just give her time because yeah, she, she's well, going she, to she's, she's turn not logical away from that. like that. She's and not being logical right now. She's being, you know, yeah. Traumatized, but, uh, yes.
0: I, but if we flip the gender script here, and you have a man who's traumatized in this situation, and he just found his friend dead, and he almost kills his girlfriend, do you give him the same leeway? Uh, no, because he's a male, and that is not—we aren't
1: living. There is a difference, right? Is there, I mean, I
0: I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, I
2: I, I hear, really do. But I, I think, hear you.
0: I think that this character is I think we give her this you give her this leeway because it's a fantasy environment.
1: Correct. And her job is violent. And her um what she's been through is unending violence. Unending violence her whole life. And so to have come to this moment and have this betrayal because in that moment it does feel like a betrayal. He betrayed her trust. And we've seen this person in this book who <clears throat> even when charged Even when her job is to murder somebody, she steps back and uses her own intuition and her own guidance to say, are they a good person? What's the best way to protect them? I can tell they're a good person and I want to protect them. So I'm going to lie to this king who is an evil motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that these people get away because I know that if he doesn't like them, then... I know he's a bad guy, and these are a good guy. So this is that frustration with her. Now, is it in any story are we ever going to say it's okay to beat up somebody? Because she
0: was going to kill him. Yeah,
1: she was going to kill him. The
0: only reason she doesn't kill him is because Dorian is Dorian's there. Dorian, yeah, magic. That's yeah. true, and that's it. Yeah, she was. That's true. Going to kill him.
1: Yeah, but she doesn't because Dorian stops her. Because this is a moment where he gets to use his magic and say. And now everybody knows that Dorian has raw power. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, but we're also, it's also like asking, like, she is an assassin. Violence is her thing. And I think, you know, part of the first
0: book. Maybe if we had spent enough time actually establishing her as a violent assassin character. But we did in
1: this book a lot more. Did we? Yeah, a lot more.
0: Only when we finally go for her to rescue Kale and she we get the flashback yeah, to her Yeah, so and literally Dovier. the
1: two chapters before she... Literally
0: only the two chapters before. This right. is the first moment I believed she was an because, assassin ever.
1: Because the most of the time she's using her insight and her... She is thinking things through before she's just, like, killing people. And that I think that's part of the... That's the point. She's not just this... You know, she's having these moments where she loses her shit because what's hers and what means the most to her is is she's losing it again. It's away. being taken away from her again. So that's when we see that intense violence. Before that, we do actually see a more rational human being that is weighing the and, and like judging her actions. So while we're supposed to see her be this massive assassin, what we learn is actually she's thinking it through. So I thought it was, um, I was reading it with that lens because you mentioned that in the last book that you didn't think that we got a lot of assassin. And I think we got way more in this book. There's
2: way more assassin in this one, but it's still not, you still get way more insight later on. And I'm talking about Assassin's Blade and even just the very next book. Yeah, because
0: even at the very beginning when she pulls a head out of the bag and gives it to the king, I was like, she didn't kill nobody. Yeah, and you that's great. And she didn't. She didn't, no. Because I didn't believe for one minute mm-hmm. that she would ever be able to say, okay, so for the greater good, I'm going to make this sacrifice right now. And I understand why she didn't. I understand that she's trying to, in her own way, rebel against what this, this world she's been forced to be in. And I, under, I understand that and that she has been careful and rational with absolutely everything until she almost kills the man that at that moment she loves. Because
1: it's a but it's a very different moment. Like there's a lot of things building up to that. Like she's it, like she's sitting on a pile of shit in that moment. She just saw her best friend and her only friend murdered. And the guy that she was dating knew that that might happen and didn't mention it to her. And if there's anything that she knows about herself, it's that she's pretty good at protecting the things that she loves. Except for she's not, because everything that she loves gets brutally murdered and slaughtered and taken away from her. she's
0: always lying through her teeth to everybody around her. Right. But she doesn't like it when people lie to her.
1: Well, and that's... I think she really struggles with like loyalty and honesty because she's kind of always had to. And I think that's part of this book. And it I was think the
2: betrayal that really sent her over the edge, I think.
1: Yeah. You because yeah. you see her through this book lie and then decide, actually I do trust you enough with this to carry this information. And she and she does change.
0: Yeah. And I think this know? is where if we had taken book one and book two and we had slotted them together. So that we got her just out of Endovir in the middle of this trial where she's fighting for her freedom, facing the idea that she's going to have to kill for the person that she absolutely hates, who's the king. And then the per- the only person that she has found that she loves gets murdered.
1: Yeah. And she's and and, she's
0: basically an indentured servant. Right. And, so, if, we had, and yeah. if we had put those two together, yeah, I would have believed this moment. Completely, mm-hmm. because right. we would have had the momentum for this moment. We sure. don't have the momentum for this moment. The writing up until this point has been so hit and miss that when we finally get here, I'm not, I'm not willing to suspend disbelief for for Selena in yeah. this moment because if we had put these two together, we would have gotten a much better picture of her character. Sure,
1: and at- I and I hear that, and I disagree because I did get there and I did believe this moment and that. Perhaps that is me coming out and coming back. But even when I read through the first time, I was with her in this moment.
0: I can see Sarah J. Mass so much in everything that she's doing to get Selena to this moment. That it's like watching somebody play chess instead of reading a book. Sure. And so I think that's why when I got there, I was like, you just needed her to break up with Kale. That's how it felt to me. Mm -hmm. Like I needed her to break up with Kale. So this feels completely contrived. I think if I couldn't see her so much in the writing, I would have believed this moment a lot more. It's like every single hidden door is behind a tapestry. And the only places there are tapestries in the castle is where a hidden door is. Yeah. Well, and I
1: think that – I think one of the reasons why this is so enjoyable to me is because I don't see any of that. Like that layer, the writing of it – I'm just enjoying the story as it goes and I can take it as it comes. So I think that I'm able to emotionally connect with these characters cuz I'm not distracted by the like structure of the storytelling. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool that you're able to point that out.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize that the hidden door behind the tapestry in the library was the only the one. Only. She's like, "Oh, there's the tapestry, there's pr-. She even says well, there's probably a door I, behind I, it." I, in, in my remember mind, that. I did not even
1: in the first read through you that. do remember that like i remember thinking that and being like oh there's behind every tapestry there's a cool hidden there's door there's a hidden door but it's almost um so i always find and I, and i will describe a lot of her books like this where you see something coming and it feels satisfying that it happened the way you thought yeah. it would versus I'm disappointed it wasn't more twisty. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. It feels it feels cathartic and comforting that the thing that I thought would happen. And you know, we get even in the first book, there are a lot of pointing towards she is alien Galathinius. Yes, we're supposed to think that. Mm -hmm. It's it's like it's intentional, and that's the thing I think that some people find really annoying is that she's sprinkling, and it's a slow burn. So, yeah, maybe in retrospect, maybe sometime they could put these two books, they could layer them on top of each other. I'm really
0: worried we're not going to get through the series. <laughs> <laughs> we're going really to make like, it. I know. I'm really worried about it. i just like, I don't feel like you're connecting this one, with these I can characters. Read maybe the next one. I don't know. If Airfire is very different,
2: two, then I feel like it's smooth sailing.
0: Yeah, but you don't yeah. like our main character. I liked them okay in the first book. And then in this book, it was like, what? The fuck, like when Dorian's like so dumb. She manipulated me. She manipulated me into doing this, as if he didn't go to Endovir and break her out, yeah, and bring her back. And he's like, it was all a ploy she wanted me to do that but this, she is made also, me do it. this is
1: also a guy that's reeling in his feelings because he was just rejected, and that's not something that's ever happened to him before yeah so he's pointing fingers like a low frequency motherfucker and then as he realizes like oh i am a decent dude and he lets it go and i think that's a really great example of i love dorian a nice guy not having to say i'm a nice guy but yeah, just I being like a nice when guy he let it
2: go and he yeah. like
0: saw her and Kale together and he was like you know what I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. With this. So
1: he, it's a, it's kind of like a really mini emotional arc. He starts off by pointing fingers and being like, this is their fault. I'm not to blame for this. And how dare you, you manipulative asshole. And then immediately turning around and being like, hey, wait, this is, this is fine. I can, I can let this slide. Yeah. So yeah,
2: I think <laughs> he does a lot of growing. If we need to pause, I
1: also have two bags of crack in the car. (laughs) One, (laughs) nerd clusters. Mm. Ever had them?
0: Mm -mm.
1: It's the best candy in the world. It's like chewy in the middle with nerds on the outside. And then two, Cadbury mini eggs.
0: Crack on crack. Yeah. Wow. We might need that in between. Yeah, I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) Does that feel like yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. I'm sorry. We're having a debate. I, I did like Mort. I did like Mort. She totally made Mort up on the motherfucking spot, but I like Mort. Uh, I was like, oh,
1: by the way, the
2: doorknob talk. Yeah, and I feel like if Mort
1: wasn't
0: on the spot, we would have gotten him in the first book. I was, exactly. Exactly. That's why it's like watching Sarah J. Maas play chess. Checkers it's like watching her play checkers it's not like well, reading a book i am
1: so grateful that i don't see this is like movies this is this why is i
0: struggle with reading is because as soon as i can see the author i'm like oh there you are motherfucker movies. i got You're you this is smart why you for don't your own like, good yes and that's
2: the problem yeah, you this need is to why, come down to our level yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to let it go if there was sex i would
0: but we don't even right. get sex it's Not still and we for
1: like four more books this is a young adult series
0: um, right. But I was listening to this with Matt and it was a part where she was talking to Mort and she asks him a question He, he he's like you're not asking the right questions and she's like oh god and she just leaves yeah because she's annoyed Matt by the was, talking
1: doorknob that Matt, won't give her a straightforward question but Matt
0: goes does she have a limit of how many questions she can ask per day and I was like no, no, there's no limit. She could just stand down there and grill Mort, but every time she's like, oh, God, Mort, no, and well, she just leaves. So annoying. that's why so I annoying. want to
1: bring up a theme that is throughout this book, which is Selena struggling with... Like, we want her in that moment. You want her to be the hero that is analyzing and critically thinking and realizing that she's got a puzzle in front of her. Asking
0: two questions.
1: Yes, correct. Ask ask one question. What we've got is a person that the only thing that she wants in the entire world is to not be a slave, to not be enslaved, to not be an indentured servant, to not work for the people that killed her parents she's just thinking four years out and she wants a normal life yeah so every time she comes up against one of the until she's ready right like nehemia and the okay so i wanna you know the chapter where it's like she does these random chapters where you're not sure who the point of view is Mm -hmm. right but it's obviously elena and Nehemiah talking to each other. Did you read that or listen to it? Listen to it. Yeah, because the voices. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. If yeah. you're
1: reading it, there's no indicator that that's exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. But on the audiobook, sh- the narrator does the voices. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. I know exactly who it is. Got it. Um, But where she's supposed to feel and maybe this is just a plot device but she is supposed to feel extremely hesitant because she does not want to take on her destiny or the fate or the her her because you
2: know word means fate word (laughs) i just (laughs) love every time i read i go word Word. (laughs) so
1: she doesn't want to
0: i lost my thought do hard things she that doesn't want to like do. Really hard. She or doesn't
1: want to have to do anything that it, like she struggles with it, and you see her over and over again. You know her default is to do the right thing, but she she doesn't want. She just wants she to live a get normal drawn life. Drawn
2: into anything, yeah. she's fighting her destiny. Yeah, with she wants everything un- her
1: normal life that she
2: has. Yeah, she knows. That she's not gonna have a normal life. She knows deep down. Because she hasn't. She knows who she is. She knows she's the lost princess. She knows she has a destiny and she is fighting it within herself in this book.
1: Yep. Every step of the way. And so when she.
0: Yeah. By continuously going down to Elena's (laughs) tomb and being like, I'm gonna solve this puzzle. No, I'm not.
2: I just think it's funny. It makes me laugh that you hate her so much because Sarah J. Mass loves Selena like
1: that's her girl. That's her
2: number one. But also,
1: when we get to you're gonna love Kingdom of Ash because even I, it'll be, I'll be curious to see how Kingdom of Ash. Oh wait, we're in our first hour. Okay, never mind.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like (laughs) more than the eye riddle. I love how she's. We, we don't trust anybody, but Archer's like, what? You think I'm with the Resistance? I'm not with the Resistance. And she's like, oh, my! I knew you weren't. Oh, my God. We go so <laughs> far back. We're buddies. She trusts Archer completely. He's like, I'm going to sneak you into this room. I just happened to have lock picks with me. It's fine. Yeah. I was in here accidentally, even though it's locked and no one has a key, but it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And can you just, like, take a look around and see what you see? It's fine, you know, see what you see. Um, But do check out the bookshelf where I left that book for you to read. Could you do that, please? Yeah. And Does then, he sell
1: it that at that point? He's later,
0: not- he's like, well, I left that book for you. I can hear you touch the...
1: Oh, thing. sorry. It's okay. Sorry. I'll pet the chair. Pet the chair. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but even after that... <laughs> just like the the cord of the mic, <laughs> But even after that, she's still like, oh, it's fine. Archer's fine. It's fine. And then he informs everybody that she's after them and they're fleeing. Well, and he's like, point, well, I kind of like I let it slip like a little bit or whatever at dinner or something. And she's like, it's OK, Archer. We're still friends. Yeah. But well, see, I, th- I
2: didn't get that whole thing. I still thought in my head that she knows you know, she's not being fooled by him,
1: right? And, I just thought
2: and she was acting this, or playing. Yeah, along. and
1: at this, she is, she is, and at this then point,
2: we needed to write that better.
1: Well, in this <laughs> point in the book, we don't, we don't really have a clear idea of what's going on with this rebellion. No, we're and then, we're getting bits and pieces of it, and mm-hmm. at this point in the book, she's seeing her old friend who has, she has been told to murder, and what she's been doing is going around to see if the people that the king wants murdered are actually need to be murdered. Yeah. So at that point in the story, she's just trying to like am I do you need to be murdered or not
2: and then she goes <laughs> excuse me do you need to be murdered like are you were oh, no? Okay. Dude? are you a yeah. good man or but a she bad gives man? him the
0: benefit of the doubt for motherfucking days but she's also she also has history days. with him and
1: she's known him a long time and they come from the same thing and he is also another indentured servant yeah. so i think she connects with him on that level because Cut from
2: the same cloth yeah, yeah like
1: we have been brought up and raised and all we are trying to do is Find some freedom and some peace for ourselves. So when she goes up to, um, what's his name? Duke? No. Davis.
0: Did you write it on the board? Oh, no, I didn't. Duke Davis. Dave. <laughs> Duke Davis, something.
2: It's good. also
1: Otterland. Yes. yes. Yeah. You're
0: welcome. I wrote Otterland.
2: Like yeah, it's not. Otterland. It's She doesn't. I want to spell it O T T E R. L-A-N-D. She doesn't
1: (laughs) pronounce it the way it's spelled either. No. So sometimes she says Ardalon. Yeah. Like there's an R in the first syllable, but it's actually in the second syllable. And the narrator actually does mispronounce. Like she changes it up. Mm -hmm. Also, just since we're talking about pronunciation, my girlfriend Jennifer is reading um, A Court of Thorns or Roses for the first time. And that narrator pronounced in the first book... Rasande's name, Reesin.
2: Oh, I know the whole time. I know, and so I nice. would.
1: I corrected her and said, "It's Rasande." Yeah, and she said, <laughs> "You can call him Reese." No, she goes. She's so mad because <laughs> she doesn't like to be wrong. She's always been like that. Our whole <laughs> lives, she does. She's just like. I just want you to, know, she said, I just want you to know that the narrator pronounces it like that. And I was like, okay, Jennifer. Yeah. And then I go and listen and share shit. So Jennifer, I love you. You're right.
0: I listened yeah. to The Witcher, the whole first book of The Witcher. Yeah. And he pronounces the bard's name, Dandelion, the entire first book. His is name is Dandelion. Dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> Dandelion. And, it's like they don't it, ch- and when I found out it was Dandelion, I was like, well, no, go back. Go back. I liked <laughs> yeah. dandelion. 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 <laughs> dandelion. Yeah. Well, it's just who, like who looks at that and goes dandelion. Was he D- British? Dandelion. No. Like
1: aluminium.
0: No. no. Or no Adidas. Excuses. Zero excuses. Dandelion. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like just if you don't know, check in. Check in. Yeah. <laughs> Call who? Call the author. What
0: editor got
2: that through? They were like, don't. Yeah. yeah that sounds so fancy. recent.
1: I was like, Recent. no, it's
2: Rosand, and she only does that in the first in the book fir-
1: because she's corrected.
2: Yeah, because Sarah.
1: Cause Sarah I don't in. see
2: why they didn't go over this like before they started to record.
1: Correct. Our main, well, because he's not the main. Yeah, girl. he's not. Jennifer, don't very listen much. to this. He's oh, not. she won't. She probably won't.
2: The most cunning high the lord. lord. <laughs> not that's later. <laughs> that's
1: later. And she gets it right in the second book. Yeah, she but, gets it right in Mister. So Fury. let's talk
0: about the riddle. Okay. So just Ugh. a whoop 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 bus yeah. back to the sure, glass. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, takes her forever to get <clears throat> to it, which Mort is finally like, you could Mort knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. She could have just asked an actual question, like, "How do I see inside that room?" And he could have answered it. But instead, she's like, "What's in the room? Is this? Oh, my favorite one. This must be some kind of prank. I'm in this." I'm in this tomb that's been lost for a thousand years. She wasn't ready. There's a secret door. She wasn't ready to that, know. That you yeah. can only see if you stand in a certain spot, but that's some kind of joke. That's real funny, thousand-year-old person We're who built this tomb. Where's the camera's at? You're that's on candid funny. camera? It's, I was like, I'm sorry, what? She was yeah. like, it's a prank. It's just a joke. It's fine. It's just a joke. And I was like, well, who thinks that?
2: Nobody thinks that. Someone in denial.
0: Yeah, She could have said, you know what, I'm I'm not going to deal with this. Or something dangerous could be back there. I'm going to deal with it later. There's a million ways we could have dealt with that other than somebody's probably playing a trick on me. That they're (laughs) never going to see the punchline of because they built this tomb so fucking long (laughs) ago. Yeah. But they're playing the long they, game. Like they Nahemia, the long Nahemia game.
1: at one point says, "There's <clears throat> eyes everywhere." I don't know what that eye is. There's eyes everywhere. Yeah, she's like, there's "It's just an old historic symbolism yeah,
0: thing." Yeah, which no as soon deal. as Nahemia was like, "No, we're not going to look into this," I was like, "Oh, Nahemia knows exactly what exactly
2: in
1: what's this going tomb. on."
2: Yeah, yeah. And For I guess sure. Nahemia because when I was rereading it, I was like, "Why didn't Nehemia just go ahead and fill her in?" But sh- Nahemia knew that. Selena was not ready. And
1: Nehemia, what we learn is that I don't know if you're if we're supposed to assume that people aren't going to put together that Nehemia and Elena are the ones that are trying to push Dorian and aliens forward. They know this big ordeal is coming and that there has to be a hero and they're like one of them has to break first. It's like. Like, one of them has to come forward, and we think that Selena's farther along. Yeah. And so she's not sharing intentionally to push her along, thinking that this is how, you know, like, I have to die so that you you come back, so that you realize, so that you're motivated to, you know, be the power, like, use your power— for good, because you can't be that powerful and just sit back and not take responsibility. Yeah, she martyrs
2: yeah. herself for you know the greater good for Selena to get her head out of her ass. Well, and, and just
1: decide that like to be motivated. You know to yeah, just to take it on. I mean, yeah. I can imagine. You know, Selena's life is really, really hard. It's been really hard, and. You know, I think that it makes a lot of sense why she's not she's not ready to take on something that big
0: and like save the day in the way that she's gonna have to. Well, I believe it because as soon as she learns the (laughs) riddle, she's like, "Oh, that's such a fucking mystery! I can't." It's literally like there's three artifacts and here's the three locations where they are. Okay, yeah, that's the riddle. Okay, and the only riddle is like, what do we mean by these vague location descriptions? Right, yeah, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's not a mystery. And she's like, you know what? I should probably go and trust that really random lady that I was scared shitless by earlier. Are oh, you talking about Baba Yaga? Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go Baba ask her because this is a backfire period. Yeah, essential. This is the surreal in Throne of yeah, Glass. Yeah, but
1: she's not. And in fact, what? Ugh. So something that is wonderful about this book, though, is we get tiny glimpses of really of important what's to characters. Come. Tiny glimpses. Uh, she mentions Lysandra once. She mentions Adian once. She mentions she mentions Arabin a couple times. Baba is really important, yep. and her crown of stars. You know, and mm-hmm. this evil witch. We get a glimpse at what these iron.
0: And how big is the stupid wagon? She's in this. I mean, it's it gets mirrors. lost in this wagon. Yeah, it's a, that's it's important. A, it's a magic
1: wagon. It's magical. <laughs> it's 500 years old. Magic. I need to be on YouTube
0: because the eye roll was the just eye like, roll. oh
1: god. Yeah, that's I mean like... it's a magic wagon. You know, this 500 year old witch. Which she
0: just goes in. She's like, well you should probably come in this wagon with me.
2: So was well, like, okay. That's
0: fine. Well, I mean but she's she finally- very
2: arrogant. I have lots of daggers. I could probably yeah. kill you. Yeah. yeah. She's very confident that she But she's also really she could-
1: scared. And she also really, now at this point in the book, she's Trying to be smarter about finding the answers to these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nahemia has gone. Try. She's yes. decided, okay, I'm going to try and solve these puzzles. Let me go ask Baba Yellowlegs, see what's going on mm-hmm. in her magical forest of mirrors with her iron teeth and her iron claws. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think you really get a great indicator of how big of a deal it is that she murders her um but it is a pretty big deal but it is a big deal it's a big deal um and she does get some answers you know we get a lot we we every time we talk to baba we learn so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) like highlighted everything she said
0: (laughs) yeah And then Matt was listening to it with me when Dorian goes to talk to Baba. Yeah, Baba. 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 Sorry, my yeah, son's blanket name Baba. is named Baba. It's so. a or whatever. Baba, yellow, <laughs> legs. yellow Legs. And Matt was like, wow, he could have um, buried the lead or obfuscated those questions a, a little. Because he literally sits down in front of Baba and he's like, why do I have magic and where did that come from and what's going on with that? Yeah. Like, you don't know her. You shouldn't... Tr- selena was terrified of her so you have every reason to believe you shouldn't trust her and you literally walked up to this carnival sideshow lady with like a tent and a glass ball and we're like hey so you know that thing that my father murders people for without even asking any questions yeah i've got that and i was wondering maybe if you could tell me about it just like a little bit or whatever right think
2: about who he is though he's never faced any adversity everything is his way he paid her He, he could have been like my friend
0: has some. So it's going okay on. to
1: ask it's not okay. You have to ask Mort <laughs> questions directly, but you can't ask no, Baba because yellow legs Mort directly.
0: Mort's not gonna go to the king and sell yeah. information. Mort's right. stuck to the door. Yeah. Yeah. And Mort never but talked But also to the king. I
1: don't think that he realized I think that he genuinely thought that she was there to be like a carnival attraction and not the queen of witches that his wife that his dad is actually conferring on. Right? Yeah. So I don't think he's dumb and I don't think he made that connection because dad doesn't talk they don't have they don't have an open relationship. Right. No. So I mean They don't have
0: an open relationship. <laughs> they don't really communicate well. Yeah. And then we find out that the king has a piece of the word gate, at least one piece of the word gate. Yeah. Which... One of
1: the, he has a key. He has a word key.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Because he twenty years or however long previously did the same thing Elena did or Aylan did, Selena did. Yeah, where he found the room and started learning, but Mort never talked to him. He said, "I never condescended to talk to that guy."
0: Yeah, because Sarah James just invented me this book, so I wasn't around then. I mean, but that's (laughs) how
1: books work, isn't that how? (laughs) But isn't that how books work as a writer? Why around? Why wasn't he around in the first book? (laughs) Because he was chilling out, relaxing, all cool.
0: I I picture him as one of the knockers from the labyrinth. Like the Absolutely. one with the one in its, the ears where it's like, nope, can't hear you. Yes, 100%. Mambo, <laughs> mambo. What about the picture
2: I sent yeah. you guys with the
1: <laughs> And with the, um, a little bit more of a skull face. like Yeah. And such a little, he's so snarky. Yeah,
2: sure. I know he's a skull, but I just picture him very, like, goofy looking.
0: Same. Because of his voice. Because he's more, yeah. yeah for some reason he has, like,
2: a New Jersey accent.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> In the fantasy world,
0: I
1: know I can just imagine like, being I am an Mort. audio narrator. It's like,
2: like, is Mort Jewish? Yeah, I, I, Morty, Morty, Morty. Morty yeah, he, really yeah. might be. he really well. Mort
1: means death, and he's a skull, yeah, right? Right. But yeah. she's like, let's do a little play on that. Yeah, Morty. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then she's she like, don't be so selfish. <laughs> Everyone keeps telling her she's selfish. Everyone. Yeah, she's because like, everybody's just like. Your opinion. I don't. Whatever. Well, let's it's not think me. about. I'm so selfless.
1: Well, she, I mean, she does do things that are selfless. And then she does things that are selfish. So it really is. She does go back and forth. And yeah. it really just depends on whether or not that means something to her. So I don't, I don't know. I kind of understand where she's coming from, where she doesn't want to take on the, the big adventure at this point. And then she's like, yeah, we got to go do this.
0: Yeah, because she ends up inside the clock tower, which is the first moment where she's like, hey, maybe there's something up with the clock tower. That's yeah. really weird. Maybe this giant black tower that doesn't match anything else that's covered in gargoyles <laughs> and surrounded by word signs is yeah, in some I, way fucking significant. So I do it think it's a little anything
2: bit. It's else.
1: <laughs> I do think it is. It does take me out a little <gasps> bit when that there's so many like un. Like because she's j- curious.
0: She doesn't yeah. ask questions about anything. Every time she walks in the throne room, she's like, Oh, that's where that fire's green. <laughs> this king has literally forbidden magic, and he has a green flame in his throne room. And she never once is like, I wonder why that's green. Is yeah. that so much to ask? Yeah. I just want her to look over and go, Wow. That matches the clock tower, and there's a green flame in it. I wonder if these two things are connected. But Sarah J. Mass doesn't want us to know that. She wants that to feel like something she's going to reveal later. Yeah. So she can't have any of her characters even think about it.
1: Right. But not all people are like that.
0: You wouldn't look at a flame and be like, why is
1: I that would, green? but I'm also an air sign.
2: If you saw a fire. I'm have- an air sign, too.
1: I have friends who are not; they are doers, and they are forward-moving doers. Mm -hmm. They are not people who stop and consider and intellectualize.
0: I wouldn't. It just would be like, what, what, what the fucks up with the green flame?
1: Yeah, that's not. I get it. But I, I know, I'm just saying, I know people who are like this, so it's not unbelievable to me. And I genuinely think that Sarah J Mass is kind of like that because she.
0: She thinks we are.
1: A lot of characters, she writes a lot of her characters, like, like really stubborn and hot headed. And like for focus, 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 mm, focus, <laughs> forward focused, Yeah.
2: A forward focus. She's a forward. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to pour <forward> focus. <laughs> uh we got a bunch of new characters in this book too. Yeah. And they all got, got black f- rings. We got a few new characters. We got Roland.
1: Yep, Roland have the little art And we
0: finally met Dorian's spoiled brother. Yeah. Yeah, Roland's there for like two seconds. Right. He befriends Dorian, even though Dorian's like, Oh he's such an asshole and then he's like, Well, he's not that an asshole. And then he gets a black ring and he goes off with Duke Parrington and um
2: Caltain. Caltane. Yeah. Caltane. Yeah. So when when Selena is in the dungeon after she tries to kill Kaol, we do get, you know, some more hints of, you know, what's going on from Caltain. Just from her mutterings, you yeah. know. So that's exciting. Yeah. More sprinkles. We got it. <laughs> Selena did. Selena was like, oh, poor dear. She's lost it. <sighs> poor, poor yeah. girl. poor,
1: poor girl. Well, I mean, do we need our characters to acknowledge everything they think?
0: Do we need them to immediately verbally we dismiss it? We already them? know. She yeah. could have just yeah. heard that Selena it and not does dismissed not. It. Does she dismiss the green flames? She dismisses everything. She pointedly yeah. is like, Mh, whatever. She's crazy. We could have just been like, oh, wow. We don't have to. We don't have to have her dwell on the f- the feathers and the wings and the whatever Keltain is seeing right now. We don't have to. It's fine. She's young. I get it. She just had a traumatic experience where she tried to kill somebody else. But anyway, um, we don't need her. I don't need her to dwell on it right now. Mm-hmm. But I need her to not immediately dismiss everything. I think that's really my problem. It's not that she's not thinking about it, it's that she's immediately like, well, oh, that's notices, just another joke. And I wonder yeah. if Keltain knew the lady that built that tomb and they're in on the joke altogether.
2: <laughs> it's just like, no, don't, 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 don't tell me she dismissed it. There's a Leave lot of it. behind the scenes thinking too that we as the reader do are not aware of until
1: she pre- it's presented.
2: Yeah, and and Until be, shit's going down. Sarah that, J. Mass likes to do that.
1: And that will be even more. That will be Definitely like a more thing. In, That's like an alien thing in the next.
0: Aelin, yeah. Every She book. does the same thing with Pharaoh, where you think she's not going to have it or you think whatever. She hasn't thought yeah. this through. And then you're and like, secretly oh. Secretly she's been planning this I'm actually huge... three steps farther ahead than yeah, I told and you. you.
1: And you kind of learn that as Alien matures and grows up that she becomes this like master strategist. And that, like, everything that she wants to be good at, she's actually really good at. And that when she puts her mind towards something, she's going to succeed at it.
0: It may be better if later, if I came back and read these, after I get later Aelin. Sure. But I'm on first run Aelin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why
1: I. it is hard. And I think I did experience some of that in the first go. Because you are, you don't have the grander story to fill in the gaps. Right, like yeah. you, and learn- we live
2: with her too long.
1: You learn so much yeah. about. It's too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I can see how it's too long. It was fine for me because, and for Kate, because we're just along for the ride La, and we're da, enjoying da, it. Books, books, <laughs> but I books. can see how it's too long. Well,
1: it's it feels like the middle of um, like uh, mist and fury, right? Yeah. Like there's some lull. In that book. Yeah. Now I can go back and I, I savor every
2: little morsel of it. Every morsel. It. But
1: I remember, you know, there are parts of this book. And I remember, because re- I, okay, so let's revert. I read, read, listened to all eight of these books in like a month. Mm-hmm. And I flew through them. Right. I was like, next, next. And it wasn't So int- it was
2: kind of like one big book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it kind of (laughs) was.
2: Yeah. We didn't have to wait for the next one to come out. Nope. Right.
1: It was just a giant bend binge. But there is something about these books that are particularly satisfying and just easy to, for me, to um, (laughs) absorb. (laughs) Absorb.
2: For me,
0: (laughs) 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 yeah. I mean, I. I'm excited for a change of scenery. Yeah,
2: and I think, and you're gonna get it, girl. Yeah, Yeah. she's the next book's
1: very different. It isn't the same. It's so much fun. We're not in Rift Hold hold anymore. Our characters split directions. We all of a sudden. She starts doing it in this book where she's bringing in these random chapters. Like, we get a cha- – and I like this. I, I think this is – I think it's fun. It's a really enjoyable to me when it's just like, oh, who's this POV? Who knows? Yeah. It's like, oh, the king's talking now. We never hear from the king. It's or,
0: okay to tell your readers, thing that your readers things that your characters don't know yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this would have benefited a lot from that. She's trying to keep – a lot under wraps. She's trying to obfuscate a lot. Right. And it ends up feeling like she's not telling you anything.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people who love the series have the same complaints that you do. I just have to defend them because I love (laughs) these books so much.
0: And again, I I may feel feel
2: differently
0: when I know where Elin is going as opposed to just knowing where she is right now. I sure
2: hope so because if you don't (laughs) flip
0: I mean, Kingdom of Ash wraps up kind of. I'm gonna up, have to retire my sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So, uh, one of my favorite chapters in this book is when we get the um, the the girl at Calicula, Calicula. Oh yeah, Calicula. Calicula. Calicula mm-hmm. After Nehemia dies, and we get to see in this very micro way yeah. how her death, what the sparks kind of the the, the protest that mm-hmm. it sparks, yeah, and that. It wasn't and, – and it's nice and we need it because it's not just about motivating Aelin. It's also about motivating Elway and yeah. all of her people.
0: We have an enslaved continent. An enslaved yeah, – yeah.
1: And that's – <laughs> dude, she has that in every book. Yeah. All her series.
0: Yeah, she loves a good political uprising. Yeah, and, and, and this book does have a lot of –
1: There, that's one of the things that is – she does do a lot of politicking in these books. Yeah. And that is, I think, some of the like dullness, right? It's like magical realism versus magical, like high fantasy. Yeah. And so she kind of teeters in between that. And that, that's like. Especially
0: well, since we don't have magic yet.
1: Right. And we're just right. discovering magic in this world. Yeah. We, we get our first Fae in this book and yeah. it happens to be selena
0: because she gets all pissy and tries to bring nehemia back because she's so fucking needy she can't even leave nehemia dead yeah Which she was definitely was my exact she thought definitely was grieving was like, and i'm she, gonna bring nehemia back yes
1: yeah, she was grieving and she missed her friend and she thought hey i might be able to see my friend
0: and ask her some questions and ask her some questions while she's back yeah so i don't have to think through that on my own
1: Yep, correct. She missed her friend, so she goes and <laughs> yes, she missed her
0: friend, yes. and she, went she missed, missed her friend, her friend,
1: <laughs> and she wanted
0: to open this portal, and it was really dumb, but it's was fine. Sad. She was. Oh, oh, right. Because I'm pretty sure her thought was like, "Oh, I can't figure this riddle shit out." I'm it's called call Nehemia. I'm gonna call Nehemia.
2: Nehemia, having me, hey. no. Selena.
0: I'm on your I, side, Kane. I am giving you my I know in the moment impression fine, of that, fine, which was is uh, the one who tells me what to do. I need somebody to tell me what to do. Or someone yeah. bring Nehemia back. Yeah. Yeah. I've friend. got the spell book. I can do this. Yeah. It's gonna be And fine. she does.
1: And what's really And
0: Nahemia's like Seriously? Do not do this again. <laughs> what did you just fucking do? You brought me back. Yeah. She was like, You're lucky it's me.
1: Right, you're lucky but I Nahemia, picked up the phone. But Nehemia has also had magic her whole life. Yeah, Selena just came to magic. She doesn't know the parameters, the boundaries, the rules of the magic yet. And so she uh, breaks this rule. She doesn't really realize she's breaking. She's like, I can open a portal, so she opens a portal.
0: Elena does it. To her, too. In all fairness, Elena does it. She comes back. Right, So probably in Selena's mind, this is no different than yeah. Elena coming to talk to her. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and I just, I mean, let's talk about the coolness of what happens in that moment, though, right? Yeah. So this character that we've been with for two books now walks into this other land. Her magic all of a sudden, like, explodes open she's fey so she puts the bold glamour filter on
0: yeah she's got the pointy ears <laughs> and pointed canines yeah and yeah. she
1: she which you love right you love vampires so she's
0: cat-like
1: yeah. yeah so she you know and then she's got this fire that she can't control she knows she can't control it she saves the dog yeah, Fleetfoot and is Kale, Fleetfoot. kind of. She was in Kale, there. To, she was in
0: there to save Fleetfoot, and but she
1: comes back around to Kale. Kale's like, I'll whatever. take you to Kale. Yeah, fine. <laughs> and you learn the over. Like Selena cannot control a lot of her powers and a lot of her emotions, and so I think part of the arc is that throughout the story she learns more control. So when she did lose control and almost kill Kale. And she could have, she might have stopped herself. We just didn't get a glimpse of that. I think she
2: would have. Right. I think she would have just But
0: then messed sure him she up pretty straight up good. tell the story and thank you for stopping me because I would have killed him. Yeah. I
2: still think she would. I mean, but
1: that's how people get murdered. Rage. Yeah. Unbridled, un unhealthy, no therapy rage. Passion,
2: no therapy rage.
0: No
1: therapy rage. <laughs>
0: that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what was happening. Yeah, You know, too much death, too much murder, too no much ability, trauma. too much trauma. And she, but yeah. So when she's in that portal and we finally get to see our Aelin Galathinius.
0: Yeah. And Kale's like, oh, what? shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, And no. then
1: still doesn't believe no. him. And still, even at the end, when he's going through the lineage and the genealogy, he's still like, but I guess she, like, lived near the princess. She Oh, she might know who Aelin is. Yeah. And then he finally puts it together. That's what I was listening to in the car, is I was listening to him.
0: Because she gives him the date, yeah. and he's finally like, oh, oh, she's Aelin, and I just sent her to her auntie's house. Yeah, she's going to want to
1: see Queen Mab, Yeah, or yeah. Maeve.
0: That's, that's real, real good. Because yeah. he's yeah. like, I'm going to send you where you're going to be safe.
1: And he thinks he's doing something strategic. Like, if you want to talk about stuff, uh, stubborn to the point of stupidity. While Selena has a lot of that, like arrogance, you know, she's yeah. also. I mean, Kale. A she lot of grounded. people really dislike Kale.
2: There I don't are,
0: hate Kale. So there's Kale and Dorian and Selena, who are ostensibly her main characters right now. Mm-hmm. And they are three people who are theoretically in positions of a lot of power. Kale is captain of the guard. Right. Mm-hmm. Selena is the king's cha- champion. And yeah. Dorian is the crown prince. And these. Sorry, I'm like perfect. These are <laughs> written as very, very young characters. Exceptionally young. Yeah. Young and naive, especially Kale. Yeah. That's fine if you want to have young, young characters. She needed them to be young so that they would do the kind of stuff in this book that drives her plot forward. But don't make him captain of the guard for one he's never treated ever as captain of the guard. No. The only thing this gets him is in the throne room when he's talking to Selena. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the only thing him being captain of the guard ever gets he's, us. He's
2: yeah, he's it's basically just like a glorified friend yeah. of Dorian. Of Dorian. It's in, he could have
0: been the captain of Dorian's personal guard. We could have gotten away with all of the same things. Yeah. And it would have been far 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 more believable. Mhm. Because
1: he would be like a king's guard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the. So, <laughs> like the captain of the king, of the crown prince. Like, like Dorian had assigned him to be his.
2: Be like Dorian's bodyguard. Like his
0: yeah, bodyguard. Yeah. Like
1: Jamie Lannister.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would have made a king lot
2: Kings Kingslayer.
1: Kingslayer. King Kin. Yeah, Kingslayer. That would have Kin- made. Oh, that's nice. Kinslayer. That's not. That's, that's not, not yet. Shh. A lot more sense.
0: To Rachel, yeah, I would have. Yeah, because we're expected to believe that he has been appointed captain of the guard. The guy that thought your organs could fall out when you fell down the stairs, that guy is supposed to never
2: killed a man,
1: yeah. And we, yeah, that's very true. He's very naive, but also and entitled. And that's what happens when you are raised. I I just think that the,
2: the, the king had the captain of the guard. Kale, but then he had like his real people, you know, that he like told stuff to. But then we
0: taught, we actually get a POV from the king's point of view. Mm -hmm. And this whole time, I was operating under the assumption that the king knew entirely what Selena was doing, that this was part of his plan. And once we found out it's not, I was (laughs) like, I don't even get one character who, seriously, the king doesn't know what she's up to. Uh...
1: Yeah. He doesn't, because at the end of the day, Selena's the smartest person in this world.
0: I need one kid. Ca- you know who the oh, smartest character it. in this book is? Mort. The doorknob is yeah. the smartest character in this book. I you're almost
2: smart as a doorknob. Died. Yeah,
0: that's funny. <laughs> so I need these characters to grow. That's what I'm saying. If they grow, I'll be on board. But up until now, I'm like even the kid. I, I was on board with the king knew what she was doing, and this was all part of some kind of elaborate plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he doesn't. He actually thinks she's doing... She's successfully tricking him. Yep. And everybody is. These three 16-year-olds... They're they they're in their 20s now. Hey, they definitely 90s. got they're one right. over 20 20 years 20 years old. Actually, yeah. These Edorian's three, three mentally 16-year-olds are yeah. getting one over the king because they're so plucky and precocious. He's and got, got a lot just... of
2: other stuff going on. Can I just say that? He, he's got a lot on his... The king... Is my
0: soul leaving my body? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got a ring, he's got you know, it's distracting, yeah. Right? Every once in a and while, and so we learn
1: a little bit about the Vogue in this book, yeah. The That's, this is, so yeah. we get with Baba Exposition, Baba, the Queen of Exposition. She introduces yeah. us to the Vogue. She's like,
0: You ready to move the plot learn, forward? Here we go.
1: Yeah, we learn more about witches and. Something I thought was really great and I loved hearing was that the fae with the volg the ones that looked like more fae, that was the Kraken family. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that looked more volg ended up being more of the Iron Teeth clans. And that's going to become really... Do we meet um, Manon in Air of Fire? hmm Okay, cool. I feel like when Manon gets here, the world changes. <laughs> Shit just gets amazing. When
2: Manon arrives, everything, everything. arrives.
1: So next... Yeah, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure we we do meet. Because all of a sudden you start to get different sub. Because then we go follow Caltane, we get a new character and a lead. We get Manon. Yeah, but
2: that's not until book four. A lead. So wait. No, maybe it is. Maybe you get more sprinkles in the next book. yeah you're like maybe maybe a little- but i swear <laughs> in book
0: six is really good just expect more not passive aggressive texts yeah although That's i like my enya res- my enya reference was pretty good Yeah, Sail away yeah uh-huh. i got you because she's like kale by the way i'm ailing galathinius bye she just hops on the boat and it's like
1: way wait goodbye. did you put that on Instagram?
0: No, I sent it in the text.
1: Oh, I might not have seen it. It was a yeah. really busy week for you me. You were like,
0: I was kind of ignoring you at that point. No, I wasn't. Sending a lot of them. <laughs>
1: no, I was never ignoring you. I was just thinking, like, how do I balance this? Because I don't want this to be. A, we hate these books, podcasts, because I love them. So no, I why, no. that's, that's why. That's why I didn't have that <laughs> much
2: to say. Because I'm going.
1: Oh. That's not how I feel. Yeah, and oh, so something I do want to point out is okay. So blade, assassin's blade. Right. Uh-huh. You, there's two places that they recommend that you can read uh-huh. it um, before everything, because it's chronologically before or when we're going to read it, which is as the fourth book. And reading back through it now that I know those stories, seeing all the little hints of how she puts that yeah. into it. So if we like the horse thing, when she talks about, oh, I had an Asturian, I had an Asterian yeah. steed. Yeah, she did. She does. She did.
2: How oh, she danced in the desert and all this stuff. You and we get, get to, all like, these little clips of, of that. that. Mm. And so
1: seeing it through this read-through and going, oh, this is where I would have noticed that if I had read it before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you want a little bit of mystery? So you're like, what is she talking about? And then you get a payoff. Or do you want to read about it first and know what she's talking about as she goes along? I feel like you're the – I'm the first and you're the latter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe um, if I just – I don't know. It might have helped to have a better – Glimpse into Selena's character. I don't think so. No, I don't think <laughs> you're that, like nope. I think that no. all of
1: the things that you're There's pointing no out you are legitimate know. and valid critiques of Sarah J. Mass's
0: writing. And I think that this is her second book, right? right? Her second published yes, novel. except
1: for Catwoman. Have you read that?
0: No, I, I have haven't not. either.
1: I actually don't know anyone who has. Yeah, yeah, like
0: Catwoman, 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 Catwoman. Yeah, I think or she like,
1: wrote a version of Cat. She wrote a book about Catwoman. Like, oh, Like DC Catwoman.
0: So, I mean, I can see that. I can see this. I mean, authors take a while to mature. Right. Yeah. yeah. By the time she gets to A Court of Thorns and Roses, she's like 10 books in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's entirely different then, than now. So yeah. that's probably – I'm just seeing her immaturity. And, and so probably and as that, we mature, that- we'll –
1: that tends to be like you are reading a book for the writing unless it's Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah,
0: that's exactly. Unless There's you're distracted by smut, smut. You,
1: are, you are going to get hung up on the writing. Meanwhile, this is why I can watch Endgame and every Marvel movie ever and enjoy the shit out of it. Because I know nothing about making movies. And they're just enjoyable to me. And I don't care if it's a machine. I like these characters and I can enjoy them. And I actually really like that, that I don't get caught up, like, everything everywhere all at once. Like, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. I had a heck of a good time in the movie theater. But, you know, people who have that more critical eye who get, who can see those things, I mean, it's just a different experience. Yeah, I
0: can't turn that off. So.
1: Yeah, I know you can't. And that's fine. But I feel like I gotta be like, no, this is why this is good. There are
0: a couple of movies that I can watch and I'm just in the movie.
1: Right. Well, I mean, Krull. Krull's enjoyable. Yeah. But also really shitty.
0: Yeah. But I know it's going to be. Yeah. True that. And
2: there's no hype about Krull. No one's
0: pretending Krull's great. You guys,
2: there is very few movies that I'm like, this is terrible. There are very few books. And I'm like, this is terrible. When I say something's terrible, you know it's bad.
1: Yeah. Because I just like stuff. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't know. Like, I just DNF'd a book, and it was the sequel to, have you read Haunting Adeline? Uh Uh-uh. I I DNF'd the second book. It's like dark romance, and it's just too much for me. I didn't like it. And it was the storytelling that I was like, this, I don't like the story. And that happens. um,
2: Yeah, it's very rare that I don't finish a book. Even if I'm really not enjoying it, I have to finish it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You DNF books a lot, right? A
2: lot. Yeah. Yes. But
1: that's...
0: How do you sleep at night? I recognize <laughs> that I have a problematic relationship, but I need, I, I don't I, think it's a problem. I just wish there were, I I can't, I can't if not. If you're not
1: paying for them too, if you're getting them from the library. Yeah. But I buy all these Audible books and if I can't get through it, I'm so mad because it was $15. If
2: there's a book on my bookshelf that has a bookmark in the middle of it,
1: you that's going to bother me. You that didn't really, finish it? It's going to
2: stay in my stomach it's gonna
1: sit in my tummy
2: yeah it's gonna make me very uncomfortable Mm. I've gotta have that all the way done nope Matt's
0: like that he'll fin. he'll be like I didn't like it but I finished it I'm like how as soon as it like Harry Potter I enjoyed up to book five I got a third of the way into book five and I was like fuck it I stopped reading it so I I, that
1: that to me is like I cannot relate to that at
0: all. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope, I don't. I
1: cannot relate. Because I fall in love with characters and become, like, obsessed about them.
0: But I didn't like
2: her characters. Yeah. But I just have to know. What it's, happens? It's very much just like a cabinet door is open and someone's got to go shut it.
0: Well, generally, I know how it's going to end.
1: Yeah. Because. I couldn't. I DNF'd, um, Wheel of Time. I couldn't. It's too much. It's too much. It's way too much. I mean, it's 14 books.
0: Yeah, and they slow down. Like, nothing happens. And I was like, meh, never mind. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I got through two of them. I never
0: even tried to read those. The it's first, a, like, three are okay. And then by I, the fourth one, you're like, please stop whining. Please, for mother, <laughs> just stop whining. I, I crushed
1: um, the Cosmere books. Like, want back hmm. to back to back to back. They're so good. A Way, the Way of Kings. Have you read those? No. You should...
0: Brandon Sanderson.
1: Log into my Audible and just go through them. Okay. I've, I've got 80 books.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're like, I've got so many books. I've got books. so many books.
1: And I feel it makes me sad that people can't, like,
0: are you we all out
1: them. here just paying $15 for audiobooks? Yeah.
2: I guess so. I have like five friends and we all share each other's logins.
1: Okay, good. Because you can share mine too.
0: Are we allowed to talk about that? I mean, (laughs) hello, five people. We tell each other about the books. Yeah. Because right now nobody's listening to us, but eventually somebody Maybe one day. Well, I also (laughs) got
1: Libby, the library app. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. really good. Oh, you know how I told you about Sabriel, which was written by Garth Nix, who is Sarah J. Masse's like. Yeah. person. Um, you know who narrates her, those that series? The devil himself, Tim Curry.
2: Oh,
1: <gasps> <laughs> fun. No, that's I our boy. That's when I knew I liked the baddies. I, when I was like, I, got my first clip boner to the guy from Legend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I made it through most of the Dresden files because it's James Marster. It's Spike from Duffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. He's American. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's wild. It's wild. Yeah. All right, we can go get your... It, oh, let's. We're at an hour, so... Okay. All right, well, I'm going to read the next one, and I will try to keep a more open mind. No, it's
1: you don't have to have an open <laughs> Hopefully mind. Hopefully I won't have
0: to set a timer and be like, Rachel, you have to sit and read this for half an hour, and then you can get up and do something else.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't... I mean, you, be honest with us. I feel like I have been. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like you have been, too. (laughs) Because if you've been holding back, I just want to make
1: sure that, like, I really love these books and I want to talk about the things about them I love. Like, I've got a lot of notes.
2: I see that. Yeah, there's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not just all on one side. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot happened. It's hard to
0: cover absolutely everything that happens in these books. because yeah. there's, But there's a lot of happen things. happen and then nothing happens. Yeah. And then a lot happens and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then a lot happens and then nothing happens. And then she's just finally like, I'm not putting the sword back. The sword's mine now. Yeah, Damaris. She just starts carrying the sword That's around. great. Do it.
1: Take that sword. No one else is using it. No, I know. And it's a magical sword and you are a bad bitch and you are like. That's how she does but the But like... doesn't she
2: give it to Kaol before she leaves?
1: Yeah. He, that that sword ends up with Dorian. Oops. <laughs>
0: So we're just gonna leave it right here. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was okay. fun. I'm gonna go get my nerd clusters and my crack Cadbury eggs. Until next time. Okay. it's
1: great to Bye. see you. See you later. Is it hot in here, or is it just me tuning into? You know what I mean. are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast, she shatter. It's feast, she shatter.
0: You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show, on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strangeandbeautifulnetwork. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.